0: I am super excited today because I am doing another uh, episode in my series uh, talking to our adult kids who homeschooled from the beginning and who are now adults. And uh, they are sharing their experience of homeschooling and also their perspective as adults. But before I introduce uh, our son, Ben, I want to thank you all so much for being here and for leaving reviews and sharing this podcast with your friends. It's been so great to watch the podcast grow because what that means really is that moms are being encouraged. So thank you for doing that. I also wanted to remind you that if you have not, uh, Read my simple, mercifully short book on homeschooling called The Unhurried Homeschooler, I would encourage you to go check that out. It could be a great reset. You know, we're about nearing the end of the year and sometimes we're like, you know what, I don't know if I want to do things exactly like this next year. It was a little overwhelming or, you know, I want to rethink things. Summer is such a great time to reset. So I would encourage you to go to Amazon and check that out. I also have a devotional and again, we can reset our um, our walk with the Lord and the time that we spend with Him because that can easily get pushed aside in the day-to-day of homeschooling and parenting. It's called Unhurried Grace for a Mom's Heart and it's 31 Days in God's Word. I'd love for you to check that out on Amazon as well. If you live in Florida, I am going to be Um, at FPEA, which is the Florida Parent Educators Association. It is a huge conference for homeschoolers with tons of great speakers who will be encouraging. Um, I happen to have the privilege to be there and to bring some encouragement as well. So I would love to see you there. I'll be there from May 23rd to the 25th. And if you live near... uh, North Carolina. I'll be at NCHE in Winston-Salem, May 31st and June 1st. So with uh, no further ado, I would love to introduce to you our fourth child, our second son. Uh, His name is Ben and he is um, just a kick in the pants. This kid, I'm telling you, I swear he came out with a smile on his face because he's just the happiest he's always just been such a happy person and so I'm excited to have him here today Um, each of our kids is so different if you've been listening along the way you can tell they're each so different from one another and often we get comments from people saying I can't believe how different all your kids are like they're expecting them all to be like little cookie cutters and cookie cutter cookies and they're just not and so um so I welcome Ben thank you for being here with me today
1: thank you for having me. I am happy <laughs> to be here.
0: <laughs> I'm excited because, well, Ben actually lives across the country from us. And so we're like, what, 2,500 miles apart?
1: I would say about that. Something yeah, like about that. 2,500 miles. Yeah, I made that did. trip a couple of times. You <laughs>
0: did. You did. It's, a, it's just a long trip. But he's in Washington State. We're in North Carolina. So it's fun to have him uh, be able to do this online and have him share his story. So, um. Let's talk let's start out talking about the early years. Um, can you share with us what are your earliest memories as a child? And let me just preface this by saying Ben is twenty one, almost twenty two. So just so you have a uh, you know an idea of how old he is right now. Tell us uh, some of your earliest memories as a child and some of the things you enjoyed.
1: Okay. Um, I guess being in my underwear would probably be one, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you just said
0: that. <laughs> it is very true, though. I mean, I can attest to this. When he was a toddler, he just loved to just be in his underwear. And you know what? We homeschooled, so you know, as long as he was in the backyard and not the front, you know, it was all good. Um, hey, I was
1: in the front yard too.
0: I well, yeah, not 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 on my watch. <laughs> well, maybe on my watch, and I didn't notice. But I just remember one time he came to the door. And uh, well, the UPS man came to the door, and uh, before I could even think, there was Benjamin standing there in his underwear with the door wide open, inviting the UPS man in for coffee. So, <laughs> so that gives you a little idea of, you know, what Ben was like as a toddler. But always happy, you always seemed really happy.
1: I honestly, don't even remember that. I like I vaguely remember asking mm-hmm. strangers into the house yeah. or randomly calling them Grandpa, even though. <gasps>
0: right. Even not. though they were not. your I, right.
1: I vaguely remember that those are probably my earliest memories that I can think of right okay. now. <laughs> right,
0: right. Okay, can you, okay, so let's move forward just a little bit, like to more of the memories that are a little more uh, easy for you to uh, think of. So what age do you think you started kind of really? Uh, mm-hmm. Like, can you remember back? Um, you know, I guess
1: probably around f- five years old. You five know? years old. Okay. Uh, five or six. We were. I, I seem to recall we were in the uh, one house in Elk, the one big house. Okay. I guess it okay. seemed big.
0: Yes, it was big. <laughs> it was big. Everything's big when you're little. But I'm so, just, during that time, yeah. what what did you like doing?
1: Uh, being out in the woods with everybody. It's like uh, we were – as siblings, we would create our own tribe names and stuff like that while we're right? out in the woods. Make little like na- quote-unquote Native American trinkets and stuff like that. And, <laughs> I
0: remember uh, that. You had a rock and it was called – do you remember what it was called? There was this place where you guys
1: uh, – We a- we didn't have a rock. We had a tree. We call it the tree And because it was oh. a tree that came down and it looked like a teepee on the inside. <laughs> So you call like it the We call it the trippy. And uh,
0: okay, I was panicking there a... for a minute. I thought you were going <laughs> to say something else.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but you guys, I remember you—you you called yourself Skinners, and you would put t- sh- yeah, you put these T-shirts on.
1: Oh yeah, you know, yeah. The T-shirts on the holes, We put our so legs these, through the armholes. Yeah, so they so look it looks like, like a loin, loin cloth. cloth. <laughs> yep.
0: Oh man, I wish I could remember the name of that rock. But anyway, you spent a lot of time playing outside, didn't you?
1: Uh, Yes, a lot of (laughs) times.
0: Okay, so just at this point in the game, what could you say to moms with little boys who just can't seem to sit still? Do you remember feeling that way, like you just needed to move?
1: Yeah, I guess I just moved. (laughs) (laughs) I had plenty of of space to move. And you had Uh, opportunity. I had opportunity, you know. Um, Yeah, so I kind of just got it all out. I don't really remember being very restricted. Right. In my movement. So I never really <laughs> felt like I had to sit still. And right.
0: <laughs> well, that is that's good to hear. I see you guys. Now, here's the thing. When I have each of these adult kids on, I never know what their answers are going to be, you know, because sometimes their perspective is different than mine. And so it's fun to hear um, what they remember. And it's actually kind of surprising what they don't remember. But then it's also very surprising what they do remember, because there's some things that um, apparently just went right by me and i never noticed or i forgot so yeah so i'm really kind of putting myself out there when i when i have these guys on here but it's really been a lot of fun and um i'm i'm loving it so we're gonna we're gonna move into the elementary years because now we're talking about you know school age quote unquote so we're talking kindergarten to like sixth grade okay that's kind of a big span of time but what did school feel like okay like at the very beginning you guys always had to do just the basics, right? We kept yeah, it pretty light.
1: Stuff. Uh, you know, I remember making a couple friends in like the, one of those little circle carpet things with all the little colors and numbers. And right. we all had our own specific number, you know, regular kindergarten stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. I remember missing library once because I got distracted with Veggie Tales, <laughs> and Mr. Jennings came and found me. And brought me back to the library. <laughs> so this
0: was uh, this was homelink. So this was i' I've, I've told you guys about this before. Once a week, our kids would go and take these extra classes. and um, you were probably about six when you started that. So, um, so you enjoyed that and your time at home, um, do you remember what schoolwork was like? Like, can you sort of, like, take us through from, you know, first or second grade on through sixth grade? Do you remember it
1: being I honestly stressful? can't remember. You can't remember. Okay, so I apparently it didn't scar you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> so that's good. Um, I remember
1: doing, uh, you know, some, you know, handwriting stuff, you know. Right. the, uh, I guess the upstairs, downstairs in the basement, you know, that right. whole thing, you know. Yes. Figuring, doing out that. figuring out that I remember where to play that more vividly because I didn't like it very much. Okay. So. <laughs> yeah.
0: Was there anything else you hated?
1: Just throw uh, it out there. I'm
0: ready. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Honestly, I can't remember hating too much back then.
0: <laughs> right. Well, that's good to hear. See now that to me, that sounds like a pretty positive experience. Um, I, I think I want to stop here for just a minute because um, as a mom, Um, some people might call me a little bit on the crunchy side, but I really am a firm believer in giving our kids a natural childhood. Like what comes naturally for them to do is, you know, other than, you know, obviously we have training. We need to train them to do chores. We need to train them Mm -hmm. to treat others well and all of that, but, um, but It's quite natural for young children and especially boys for probably longer than girls to need to get up to move around Mm -hmm. um, to play outside to you know get the wiggles out and not feel bad about it and not feel chained Mm -hmm. to the subjects and so um, that's what I went with Um, and and really what it comes down to moms is it comes down to listening to uh, that instinct that mom heart that God has given you praying asking God what he has and I'll bet you I I always like to ask this question and I would ask myself this question a lot along the way I would say that when things started feeling like a little overwhelming I would ask myself what if I could do whatever I wanted with these kids and not worry about the future not worry about their um, you know whether they were getting enough every day and doing enough every day when it came to schoolwork? what would I do with them and so I tried to pay attention to that like i one of my greatest desires for you guys was to let you grow up um, feeling like you were normal it was natural for you to be outside to have the freedom to go explore and experiment and learn the way you needed to learn even if that meant you weren't at grade level all the time and that was my that was my desire for you and so i tried to couple that with making sure you at least did a little bit of the basics every day. And of course, as you guys got older, it was interesting because you would automatically do more like when you were ready, because I wasn't pushing and, you know, like chaining you down, loading you down with all this stuff. And that was simply me listening to my mom heart. And that's what I want to encourage you moms out there listening to do. Don't let all these other voices cause you to overload your schedule. And remember also, Um, that when we become fearful or when we start comparing with other people, our automatic response is to add more to the checklist and that is usually the worst direction we can go we can, the best advice I can give you is to simplify, go to back to the very, very basics and only add as the Lord leads. Um, So I just wanted to throw that in there. But Ben, I want to ask you something. Do you remember any challenges in the elementary years? Like I remember you really didn't like to read. Like you really weren't interested in really reading much until you were like nine years old, but you're like an avid reader now.
1: It's, I I, I guess it was mostly because, you know, at first, you know, struggling with reading, you know, you're learning how to read, you don't really want to, you know, Mm -hmm. struggle with anything. So you want to push that aside. But like, after learning for a while, and then, like, I guess I hated, I hated assigned reading, I still hate assigned reading. (laughs) Like, if someone says, read this book, I'm like, I just can't seem to read it or enjoy it. It's weird. I don't know. No,
0: I totally (laughs) get it. I I I think it comes with being an independent learner. Like, you know, you just already know your gut is telling you, I'm not going to enjoy this book. Um, But I think if somebody.
1: Yeah. yeah. I found subjects that, you know, appealed to me, you know, adventure books and stuff like that. Survival books. Yeah. Survival books Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Yes, I did. I still have a lot of them all around my house.
0: Yeah. And I know every time we talk, you're showing me the most recent book that you're reading. So <laughs> I was going to say, moms, if you've got um, a child who's taking a while to take off reading, um, don't give up. Because um, I, I think it was striking the balance of maybe doing a little bit every day and not worrying about being at grade level until it finally just clicked and um And I think that's probably the biggest thing is just being, you know, being tuned into your kids. Um, So so again, this was like an unhurried type of approach during this time um, while you were a young boy. So um, do you feel like that was beneficial? Um, How would you have felt if I would have given you uh, history and science curriculum? And uh, instead of doing, like, three subjects every day, now you're doing five as a, say, fourth or fifth grader.
1: I want to say now that I would be okay with that but because I like, you know, history. But, like, back then I probably would not have liked that very much.
0: Right. Well, (laughs) I think – Yeah.
1: Being young and being like, I just want to go and have fun and goof off and try new things in the woods, you know. or Yeah. Or just even at – the table downstairs making crafts or playing chess with the siblings or in right
0: right right that makes perfect sense you know it's it's interesting because we we chose to let you guys pursue those subjects um, through sixth grade and even eighth grade if you didn't have a huge interest in doing a curriculum with history or science Um, that was just an approach that worked for us Um, what I found is that you guys were doing history and science on your own like you would I had good books available. If you mentioned someone you were super interested in, I would say, hey, you want to get a few books on that? Do, we, you, know, do you want to watch a documentary? And yeah. we would just do it that way. And I, remember
1: you guys- like, I remember being like uh, – we had that encyclopedia section. So I was like, hey, you want to know something? Let, I'll figure it out. <laughs> right, right.
0: It, you're talking about a book or was it in a no, – like
1: we had – uh, in our house, we had a series of encyclopedias, you know, oh, right. A to B, right. A to C, A to yep. Z, mm-hmm. you know?
0: I remember that. And
1: we had, uh, we, I think we had a couple missing at one point, but, you know, uh, <laughs> so, so I was still, able, I was still able to look at other, up other things, you know? Right. Figure things out for myself, you know? Right, right. Do you feel like, you know, as you
0: went along the way and had, um, that freedom to explore and experiment, do you feel like you kind of figured out how you learn best?
1: Um, I would say so just cause like, I guess I learn best on my own. <laughs> <Right>.
0: <laughs> this is what happens when you raise independent learners. <laughs> but yeah, it's interesting. Did you have a favorite subject? I, I wanted to ask that in, mm. in grade school. I mean like, okay, let's just say, Okay, so you had math and language, you know, language Mm -hmm, arts, which was reading and writing and all of that. And um, so reading, writing, and arithmetic. Did you like any of those or were they kind of equal to you?
1: They were all kind of equal to me. They were just something I had to do every day, like a chore. So,
0: (laughs) (laughs) and what was the reward? Like, what motivated you to get it done every day?
1: I don't know, just being able to go do what I wanted, you know? Right. It's kind of like, right. you know, I finished all my chores. I finished yep. my homework. Uh, I've eaten some lunch and now I'm outside or right. inside.
0: Creating. Running
1: around with toy train sets or whatever. You right, know? right. You know? I, and
0: it's so funny because um, – the girls didn't really emphasize that a whole lot in their in their uh, talks that I had with them. But I've noticed every um, – I've, I've pre-talked with a couple of boys – with the other boys. And all of you guys are saying the same thing. Like, yeah, I didn't mind doing the reading, writing, and arithmetic because I knew – if I got that done, then I could go out and you know, <laughs> pursue my own interests. And so I just found that really interesting and, and fascinating that you all sort of had the same, like, I don't mind doing this as long as I know when it's going to end <laughs> and I can go. And, you know, and it, it it was motivating. And so I just found that kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, so during those years, you sort of did interest-led history and science. I remember, I seem to recall you watching a lot of documentaries
1: Yes, I would usually, use, like, especially on rainy days or days that weren't appealing to go outside, I would like to watch documentaries. Um, mm-hmm. I think one of my favorite documentaries was this nature documentary. I don't even remember who it was. It was, like, uh, these brothers who just went out into the woods and oh. just filmed a bunch of wildlife. And I and they created an entire wildlife series of North America. And I would just watch those, you know? Wow. I know. And I... Would imitate elk calls and stuff like that.
0: (laughs) Yes, we had some strange noises coming from our house. It's a good thing we lived in the country. (laughs) I was in that
1: soundproof room, I think. Yeah,
0: right, right. right. Um, Okay, so let's talk about um, middle school and high school. So you transitioned into... I feel like middle school is like a transition into high school. Do you remember anything specific about middle school or just being kind of the same for you?
1: Being very similar, being very the same, I guess, like until like it got closer to high school, like, you know, wanting to be in the drama class and stuff like that, right, you know, that right. desire. And uh, I enjoyed doing a couple plays and mm-hmm. acting and doing that. I remember that in middle school. Right. Um,
0: Looking forward to that because you fun. had to be in ninth grade oh. to do it, right?
1: Yep, rodeo class, that was pretty fun.
0: Oh, I remember and you I took got, some uh, interesting classes and, and you <laughs> did ride a bull, didn't you?
1: Uh, yeah, I rode a steer, it was a That's
0: right, with horns. <laughs> I remember they tried to put tennis balls on the end of it, and I'm sorry, that did not bring me any comfort at all. Um, but yes, that was very interesting. You You kind of tended to go through these phases, like when you were really little, it was Thomas the Tank Engine, and you would yep. wear this engineer suit, every single day for like two years you know so it really yep. you know, helped out with laundry a lot but um, <laughs> then um you went into as a pilot you wanted to be a pilot yep. so you were like yes. really into role playing that was kind of a big deal for you and sure. so you were always role playing and so by the time yeah. you got into high school and you could do drama it was like yes this is
1: great <laughs> <laughs> this is where i can, This is my element i can yeah here.
0: yeah yeah i think the cowboy one lasted the longest don't you think
1: I would say so. Yeah. I'm still kind of a cowboy. I've got like yeah. my collection of cowboy hats. I've got cowboy yes. boots and stuff like that. Belt buckles and
0: Yeah, and if you'll notice <laughs> you guys, okay, so last time I talked to Jake, he's the software engineer, surfer, likes country music, um he and just bought a sewing machine so that he can make his own like um canvas backpacks. <laughs> And I was just cracking up. This is what a, this is what happens when you raise lifelong learners. Like they're always wanting to learn something new. And I know you, Ben, have been uh, kind of into uh, doing like body weight uh, exercise, calisthenics, yes. pull-ups. Tell us a little yep. bit about that.
1: Well, I just decided one day that I would, you know, start working out. And I just kind of started browsing through, you know, YouTube and stuff like that, figuring out stuff that I could do at home without, you know – the need a gym. to a gym right. membership or anything like that and then like slowly as time went on stuff just started appearing like you know friends would friends and uh, co-workers would give me random weightlifting stuff that they have and so right. I would take that and start adding that into my workout now I've got like a dip bar pull up bar I've got you know weight vests and stuff like that and I can do different types of workouts um right. Um uh, focus and then, like, I'm slowly expanding, slowly amping it up, you know, kind of right. getting myself into doing it right. I always I've been putting a big emphasis on doing it the right way so that I don't hurt anything. <laughs> right.
0: Exactly. Now that's really important, isn't it? Um, yes. So, OK, so let's talk about let's go back to the high school years okay. um, and yes. talk about the Oh boy. The, uh, so we told you guys um, that when you got into high school, that um, you would be meeting uh, certain credit requirements, and every single one of you rose to the occasion. How did it feel going into high school knowing that there were these standards you needed to meet?
1: Well, at first, you know, you're like, "Oh, I got this. It's and it's okay. It's good," you know, right. and then. As time went on, you'd go crap. (laughs) (laughs) I need to get with the program here. (laughs) Yep, I need to uh, jump on this and uh, start working on this area and Mm -hmm. uh, figuring it out. So you usually went, uh, and we, you know, a lot of the problems that we had within math or science or whatever, we didn't even really have to go to you guys because we usually just had Jake or.
0: Right, other siblings, older
1: siblings mm. mainly mainly because right. you know,
0: he was good with the math and science. He was for good sure. with the stuff
1: that I was not
0: right with. I right. was not right. good
1: math, not good not really good with science. Science is kind of interesting to me now. So right. I mean like I guess there's that payoff and but yeah. I guess I really like geometry, but you know, they <laughs> that seems to be the case, you know, most math haters actually like geometry the best. (laughs) Right, right.
0: Well, it kind of has a pretty practical application,
1: which is... It does. Yeah. I always thought of it as mapping, you know, like I always thought of myself as like a cartographer, you know, out there (laughs) mapping and whatever, (laughs) and that helped me figure it out you know right
0: well that's interesting because even right there that shows that you know how you learn best and for you again it came to role playing you saw yourself (laughs) as a what did you say as a geographer and and you were figuring this out and there was like a a motivation there and so this is what i try to moms i want to re-emphasize to you that as our kids are bored, and as they have time, and I'm not talking about time in front of video games and that kind of thing, like time to explore and experiment and learn how they learn, um, they pick up on that, you know, as their imagination grows, which it grows through play, it grows through having that time, they can do things like this, where, okay, I'm just going to imagine myself to be this person, and uh, i that's how I'm going to get through this math.
1: Um, And that's what reading really did open up a lot of that role playing era. So I like because I had all these different, you know, characters in my mind from different books I was reading or whatever. And I could imagine myself there and thinking what they need to know in order to figure out their problems in their world or whatever.
0: Right. I love that. And right there, that's problem solving. um, That's critical thinking. And those aren't things that came from like doing critical thinking curriculum. You know, I'm not opposed to that because I think it can be really interesting. And some families love that kind of thing for us. Our critical thinking came more through, uh, through play, through work, um, through a lot of just real life. And, um, and I just find it interesting that you picked up on that naturally as you were given that time and space um, to explore, experiment, and follow your interests and that kind of thing. Um, okay. So even in middle school and high school, you had some element of unhurried, right? You had yeah. some time every afternoon where you could pursue your interests. Maybe it wasn't quite as long as it was when you were in elementary school, but... yeah. It seemed like you guys did fine with it and you were old enough to, you know, maybe shrink that down a little bit. And sometimes you did some of the same thing, that interest-led stuff, even after dinner. It seemed like a lot of times on your own when you, even if it wasn't like during a school day, you would still pursue your interests. So it was kind of an ongoing thing. So, um, So did you remember being excited about high school or dreading it? You said um, "Oh, you said you were super excited to start with, and then once you got into it, you're like, woo, this is a little more like work than I thought. There's
1: the social aspect, of course, that appeals to a lot of kids normally. Like, you know, you want to go in, you want to go hang out with your friends, you want to go laugh with them, right. but you also don't really want to, uh, you know, do the curriculum all the time. I mean, like, right. uh, I had really good teachers, um, so, Yeah. that That was was helpful
0: and you did have that outlet once a week um, to go and do that and um you guys had a lot of really good friends there and that was just that was what god provided for us you know it's not going to look the same for every family but god does bring along exactly what we need and he um he brought that along uh for our family and we're we're really grateful um so let's talk about um Let's, let's see, first you, I think you were still in high school when you work, first worked for the Bible camp, right?
1: Yes, I was 16 when I first worked for the Bible camp.
0: And you did that for a summer. Yep. And that sort of, you really enjoyed that. And it I sort did. of like settled into your bones a little bit. Um, Like, hey, yes. I really like this. But then you sort of moved on because you needed to, you graduated And um, you kind of moved into this adulting phase. Now, this is something that we try to do with our kids. You know, once they graduate from high school, we continue to encourage them to adult. And the thing is that our kids haven't actually needed a lot of encouragement. Like, they want to adult. Sometimes they almost want to take on too much too soon, and then we have to kind of hold them back because they're so motivated and ready to be adults. And um, especially the boys, you guys were just really ready to kind of like Be the man, be the adult, get a job. And if you lived with us and you had a job, we had you pay rent. um, Mm -hmm. You chose to move out. You got a little tiny apartment and um, you worked at a grocery store, right?
1: Yep. I worked in the deli with a lot of women. (laughs) There's another skill under your belt. (laughs) Constantly playing the uh, middle ground. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so
0: tell us why did you decide not to go to college?
1: I'm sorry. I missed that. What was
0: it? Oh I, tell us why you decided not to go to college.
1: Um, I felt like if I was going to be spending the money and going to be you or even using somebody else's money, you know, right? Uh, I would know what I'm going to do but I didn't know what I wanted to do. And I still like, and what I want to do doesn't really require college. And as we are moving farther and farther into this century, college is becoming more and more obsolete. I know some people might not like that, but in a lot of ways, the stuff that you can learn at college is totally accessible for you by the push of a button on your cell phone, you know? you can. Go learn stuff, learn curriculum for free, Mm -hmm. you know, if you Mm -hmm. really desire that, you can find sources that are free for you, that you can learn proper ways of doing whatever it is you want to do. I think, you know, there are exceptions, like Mm -hmm. a doctorate, like becoming a doctor is one of them. I think lawyer probably would probably be a good one, but I think there are, of course, fewer and fewer exceptions.
0: Right. I I totally agree. I I agree with the fact that we can be resourceful. It's not as cut and dried, which makes some people nervous, but it's amazing when you homeschool your kids and they become lifelong learners and independent learners, they can totally handle it like they almost prefer it over mm-hmm. this list of college credits that they need to get. Yes, but again, yes. if you want to become a nurse, you know, some of those yeah. things, obviously you need that special training. I mean, when I'm sitting across the the desk from my functional medicine doctor, I want to know she went to college and she knows yes. she talking right? And <laughs> not sitting there saying, well, I, I feel like. I oh, graduated
1: from well, the online Google university that. of Malaysia or whatever. Yes, <laughs> I don't want to
0: Googling things to get my answers. So, um so let's talk about, okay, so you graduated, you lived on your own, you're working at this grocery store. It's about that time that we all decided to migrate over to North Carolina and this was almost two yep. years ago and you decided you were ready for an adventure in your life at that yes. point and so you came with us and helped us renovate these Airbnbs that we are mm-hmm. currently um, running as a business. Um and several months into it, you decided, you know what? I don't think this place is for me. I don't think North Carolina is where I want to be. And so no. we tried to just, you know, listen. And, of course, we were, we were of course, slightly resistant because we don't want to lose you. <laughs> yeah. You know, we didn't want you to go. But we could see as time went on, this was really the desire of your heart. Um And you had some ideas about what you wanted to do. And one of those was you really wanted to work at that Bible camp again because you enjoyed it so much for that summer. Mm
1: -hmm. So
0: tell us about what you're doing there right now.
1: I am the uh, groundskeeping director. So that means I'm in charge of usually uh, about six or seven summer staff in the summer. And uh, we keep the grounds. This is a large facility, mind you. It's not like your regular Bible camp. And we're not like your regular Bible camp employees. We don't, we're not counselors. We are like facility maintenance. We are like Mm -hmm. running a resort. Right. So what our job is to, is to make everything really beautiful and stay in the background, fix toilets, do that and uh, stay in the background, keep things calm and running so that people can focus on what they need to focus on. And like, I think like, there's a huge percentage of people who come to God through Bible camp, like Mm. a huge percentage. It's off the charts. Mm -hmm. And uh, we here at Riverview, you know, we can get, I think the largest group we've ever had was 800 people. That was like 200 staff and the rest were kids. So, you know, we run. And so, and I'm not just, I'm landscaping in the morning, so like you know, I'm running lawn mowers, having my crew run weed whackers, and then adding new things to camp. You know, right. water features or whatever. Right. And, right. But once after lunch, the um, uh, there's all these different things that they become available to, the, uh, the guests. Like climbing walls. That's my thing. Is I help people with climbing walls and high ropes and right. zipline. line. So I help them, you know, conquer their fears. Right. through these outdoor activities that is which great. is really fun because I enjoy the interaction with people that I get right then right. and I also enjoy you know encouraging them to push past their fears mm-hmm. even though they they hate me at the time sometimes <laughs> 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 and, uh, yeah and even like these little kids on on the zipline you know they're going down and once they push past that fear that first fear of getting off the ledge and going down the zip line uh they're going back and forth like 60 times and so we see the same kids over and over and over again (laughs) if they can I mean like depending on how many people are there they'll try their best to go back through
0: oh that is great that's great I love that that sounds really like a lot of fun
1: it is So, oh go ahead yeah and but like in the off season you know it dials down quite a bit. We get weekend right. groups and, and I'm usually by myself. So. Right, right. So it's just up <laughs> it's to you. It's a little you. bit more relaxing
0: in a, right, in a right. sense. Right, right. Give you a little bit of a break. Mm-hmm. Um, so current interests and hobbies. I know when you were in high school, one of the things you wanted to do, and maybe you were even out of high school. I, I think it started in high school and sort of went when you were out. You really wanted to learn Russian. So yep. instead of like, I think you tried a few little programs, but what really helped you Was to game online with other (laughs) Russian kids, right? Yep. Is that how that worked? Yep. (laughs) And again, you figured out this is how this is how I'm. This is the best way to learn the language is immerse myself in it. And um, now you said you're currently thinking about learning Spanish. Is that right?
1: Yes. Like I've I've pretty much learned conversational Russian. I can have conversations with Russians pretty well. I was thinking about learning Spanish just because like, um, it's a very useful language, yes. and uh, I was trying it out just for fun, You know, watching some uh, TV show on Netflix that was mostly in Spanish, and it was really intriguing. So I was watching it, and I was learning Spanish, not even really thinking about it because I had already – got that mindset from learning russian right. of listening and figuring out each word you know listening to the words that i remember figuring out where they're put into the sentences and then like right. figuring it out that way and like and i was like hey spanish is pretty easy it yeah seems well i'm like, sure compared to russian <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean like <laughs> russian you got that whole new alphabet you know it's all in cyrillic and you you even read some words in english in Russian because they look like Russian lettering or whatever. <laughs> right,
0: right. Exactly. Exactly.
1: But yeah, so, the uh, biggest thing besides, you know, gaming and talking to people on video games is uh watching Russian movies or okay. uh, yeah the subtitles figuring things out myself yeah. even without subtitles, you know, oh, trying to gosh. figure out the comedic uh the comedic jokes and how they right. like the jokes are really fun in Russian. I mean, like I'm cause I like to laugh. So I like to watch, <laughs> I like to watch Russian comedies.
0: Yeah. I love that. I love that. Okay. So right now, this is what you're doing now. Um, do you have any plans for the future? Any ideas? I mean, um, I know you're just sort of like you're in a holding pattern because you feel like this is where god wants you right now and i know that um i know that um our kids have this is something we've really encouraged them to do even just starting you know in high school, as teenagers or whatever just learning to hear from the lord how do you think he's directing you and um do you hear do you feel like he's giving you any kind of um ideas direction
1: kind of yeah like a recently you know i haven't heard too much and so that kind of just gave me the idea that okay i'm doing the right thing i'm staying i'm staying in a holding pattern for now and i guess like you know i know i can't work here forever yes but like i don't i know i want to work in hospitality but i also want to have adventure so i want to go and do stuff i want to Uh, I don't want to be the guy with a lot of boring stories that tells the same boring stories over and over again when he's old. (laughs) <laughs> I want I want to have so many stories that <laughs> right
0: right you just need you I need a certain anything. amount of adventure in your life but these are things you know about yourself so the next move yes. you make you can use those filters and mm-hmm. obviously God's direction is going to be paramount over all of that but to keep in mind that you love adventure and you love being with people and you like serving people um and um and just sort of like I I always have seen you as potentially like a concierge at a hotel or something like that yeah yeah so it would be so interesting to see where God leads you because I know he's got some great plans for you and I I just love the fact that you're just staying put until he tells you what else to do because it'd be easy to get restless and try pushing all these Mm -hmm. other things and it's like you know waiting on God is is such a he always honors it, you know, and I remember my brother told me once, he said, you know, he was. I just keep asking God, what else do you want? You know, what do you want me to do next? And he said, I just heard this still small voice tell me, what's the last thing I told you to do? And he could remember what that was. And he's like, now just keep doing that thing until I tell you to do something else.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's how <laughs> so I feel right now. Yeah, might- <laughs> that's kind of what you're
0: doing there. It's just like, okay. If nothing is clear then I don't make a move and um, I just think that's so wise um, so question are you glad okay. you were homeschooled?
1: Oh very glad very glad Good. I mean like um, I mean like not to put down anybody who's in public school but like I've known lots of public schoolers but like they just don't seem like I don't know they don't Did tend they? to stick around they don't tend to stick around on certain jobs, I guess. Okay. I don't know. Right. I mean, the ones that I have had experience with. I've met lots of them that have actually, you know, stuck around, but like it's like 90% of the employees here are homeschooled. Okay. The ones so that So you stick don't around,
0: have a great like statistical pool no, there because it's no. leaning towards homeschoolers. That's really funny. Yeah, um, like
1: I guess I live in a highly populated homeschool area. know. Yes, you
0: Yep, I, yeah. I just, that was one thing I was really thankful for, that the bulk of our homeschooling years were spent in a community where there were a lot of homeschoolers, and now we're someplace where there aren't. It's very different. It's a very different climate mm-hmm. towards homeschooling, and um, it's just, it's just interesting how it can be um, so different in different places. Um,
1: yes.
0: So can, can you imagine what it would have been like if you would have gone to public school? Can't really probably picture that, can you?
1: Um. I honestly think that I wouldn't do too bad just because I'm pretty good at right. making friends.
0: Right. Yes, you are. <laughs> you are. How about the school workload and the expectations?
1: Oh, yeah. That, at an uh, early
0: age. No. I think that would have been <laughs>
1: so, painful. <laughs> like, even now, I, can ima- I, I, I hear, like, I've got a friend who, who works with me, a co-worker who was public schooled, and he tells me how much time he spent at school. I'm like, oh, my goodness. That's <laughs> That's a lot of time to be spending on just one, (laughs) one subject and then moving straight to the next. Right. And then like a little recess in between, you know, whatever.
0: No no trampoline breaks every 30 minutes and, (laughs) you know, (laughs) chasing each other around the house, things like that. Um, So uh, lastly, I want to ask you, what is the biggest word of encouragement that you can give to moms who are listening today when it comes to, to raising and homeschooling boys and I know Jake's answer was I've never raised or homeschooled boys. I'm like, yes, I know that but from your perspective as a boy growing up um, because I think a lot of moms, um, we get a little frustrated with the boys because they don't often learn the same as girls. They don't like to sit still. They're more interested in doing stuff with their hands a lot of times, especially in the early years and um they can give us grief because we're like loading them up with too much and so uh, what kind of encouragement can you give them as far as like do they really have to load them down in order to have them well prepared
1: no i do not think so no
0: so Um, and how about the wiggly aspect the what needing to move do you think all that was actually helpful to your learning
1: um, yeah, I would say so, because like the need to move made encouragement to finish certain projects, I guess, right, you
0: know? right. Right. And then as you're out moving about out and about exploring and experiment, you're learning there. But it's like, it's not really a lot of people don't call that learning, but there's so much there's almost more that happens
1: there's in the, those yeah. scenarios. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because your brain starts to relax from, you know, learning. And then it starts to be able to take in all this other information because it's relaxed, you know. That's exactly right.
0: That is a really legitimate point. When we're relaxed, we learn learn more readily. We don't learn well under pressure.
1: No, we do not. And so, like, (laughs) if someone's standing over me and while I'm writing or whatever, I'm like, oh, okay.
0: Right? Yeah, you're not very creative then, are you?
1: No. No. You can't so, be very creative.
0: That's right, and I I love that line by John Holt that says forced learning is not really learning.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I thought that was very interesting. Um, I was never comfortable enough to completely like unschool and just let you guys run. Like I needed to yes. know that you were getting that we were making progress i didn't care that you weren't at grade level but as long as mm-hmm. we were continually plotting and moving forward and what i found over the years it's it's actually in the the plotting in the basics that equips you guys to take you take that and you turn it into hard skills and that's what I saw happen over the years it's like okay I'm going to give you the things that you need because in order to you know do whatever you need to do you're probably going to have to know how to read and do basic math and do some uh, some amount of writing you don't have to write novels or essays although you have written some stories and they've been great <laughs> I love those um
1: but, not that great <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well now, well now you you know you're such an avid reader you're probably a lot more critical of your own work. Um,
1: <laughs> nope, I'm not that critical. I'm not that critical. They were just pretty bad.
0: <laughs> well, I remember enjoying them. I think the creativity okay. was the fun part. So, you know, let me be the proud mom here.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay.
0: So, all right. Well, Ben, thank you for being here with us. I so appreciate it. And um, I love you sharing your heart. I love um, your walk with the Lord and just your desire to do what's right. Um, and I am really, really proud of you. just want thank you to you. know that. Thank you very much. It's so you're good. Well, moms, I just want to say to you, um, be encouraged today. Um, if you've got wiggly boys um, and you're only able to get the very basics in, do not fret. That is what we spent most of our time doing. And um, as you're as you're slowly seeing as these um, podcasts are coming out and unfolding, you're seeing. Oh my goodness they're they're actually going to be okay and it's so true but it's a faith walk we really have to listen to the lord's leading on this and you know because god may call some to do more and some to do less but the point is to take the time to listen for the lord's voice and as we do that and we do it over and over and over again we find this rhythm for our families and it's like an un, it's described in the message bible in Matthew 11, 28 to 30 as unforced rhythms of grace. Jesus is talking to us about shedding um, legalism, shedding all these laws and these have to's and learning to follow him, listen for his voice, let him disciple us as we disciple our children and In that process, we learn these unforced rhythms of grace that aren't going to look like somebody else's unforced rhythms of grace. So It's very important to stay focused on tending what God has put right in front of us and doing what he's called you to do. And one of the ways that I encourage moms to do this is through my online mentoring course. If you haven't heard of it, it's the Unhurried Homeschooler Mentoring Course, and I will put the link in the podcast notes, um, but I would encourage you to check it out. It's um, I have several, there's eight workshops um, that are an hour or hour and a half long. Um, we have a, pri- a private Facebook community page for all the moms who have gone through or are going through the course, and, it, and I pray with you guys every Monday morning live. Um, it's very interactive, very encouraging, and we're all walking out this unhurried thing in very different ways so you get lots of great ideas and lots of encouragement um, and it just it's $37 one time so I would uh, encourage you to go check that out, but thank you for being here with me today everyone, um, I'm going to go ahead and pray over all of us and um, and just end that with, uh, with prayer, Lord we just thank you so much for who you are, thank you for this time together, thank you for allowing us to be together and to be encouraged Lord, I just uh, thank you for Ben, for his testimony, for his experience for his perspective and for his willingness to share that with these moms Lord and I pray that the moms that are listening would be totally and completely encouraged Lord, to let their boys be boys, give them that time and space, and don't fret about too much schoolwork too early, Lord. We thank you so much for who you are, um, and we pray your blessing over each and every family listening. In Jesus' name, amen.